Hello and welcome to Fantasy Talk Show, a place where villains have come to tell their stories. Our guest today is the Gentleman Hunter, a fey boogeyman type from the depths of the Grimwood. In this interview, we talk about his creation, why he specifically targets heroes, some of his greatest hunts, and a shocking amount about the taste of a hero. So, without further ado, Gentleman Hunter, welcome to Fantasy Talk Show. Hello, it's nice to be here. Right on. Uh, could you please tell us a little bit about who you are and the world that you come from? <laughs> sure. Well, I am the Gentleman Hunter. My name also can be pronounced... Good to know. I think I'm just going to stick with Gentleman Hunter. If It's much easier for humans to pronounce. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> My name can also be described as the tingling of the spine of someone who realizes they aren't as much as they thought. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's stick with Gentleman Hunter. Right on. What about the world that you come from? Oh, I come from many worlds, friend. Many worlds stitched together like a tapestry. Oh, no, like a child's quilt as they hide hunkering and shivering beneath its colors. All right. <laughs> That's very descriptive. Could you tell me a little bit about your life before you were the gentleman hunter, if there was a life? before the gentleman hunter a bit hard to describe would you describe to me your days in utero within your mother's belly i suppose i could describe ah sap sap and warmth and blood and pressure like a black little diamond baby was i <laughs> i i suppose i understand what you're saying but I could tell you my life before I became Dustin, the father. Mm. Did you have a childhood? Uh, what was your early life like? Well, I was mostly uh, the belly of a tree, photosynthesizing as its ups and downs, and uh, soaking up rain and water and waiting and waiting. I did not have a childhood as a man or a woman has a childhood, but I knew greatness awaited me. And so you were just born hunting. I was asked, requested, those folk, those rabbits and deer and bears and birds who feared men so came to me. They asked, they begged, they pleaded with me to save them, to avenge them, and I was happy to respond. Ah, a hunter of hunters, then. Ah, yes, I suppose you could say it that way. That is how my life began, hunter of hunters. So, some might call you a hero. 
Then. <laughs> careful now, careful. You should not try to encourage people to self-harm, my friend. No, I am a hunter, a killer, a connoisseur, and an expert. I am an avenger. I am a uh, blood taker, a vengeance seeker. But no, no hero am I. Do you associate with anybody? A lot of people that uh, make their way onto my show have a party that they go around with, an adventuring party. Maybe I have the upper hand here. I'm used to interviewing heroes. Uh, Mm. Heroes appear on my show to tell me about their adventures and, and what they do and the people they adventure with. Yes, I've been listening. You've become a very helpful resource to find potential playmates. Oh, really? You have a a special interest in heroes? (laughs) Indeed, I do. As I said, I am a connoisseur, a specialist, an expert. And after the animals asked me to hunt those who hunted them, I honed my craft. I uh, sharpened my skills until it was simply passé, and then I began to hunt the greatest game, as a master hunter hunts only the largest bucks and the most feral and dangerous she-cats. I hunt heroes. I stalk slayers of dragons. I am uh, uh, (laughs) sort of ran myself into a bit of a froth there at the end. Uh, (laughs) Yes, at any rate, I specialize in hunting, killing, and skinning heroic adventurers. Just got yourself a little too excited, huh? Uh, yes, sorry. I uh, I had to go release some steam out the window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you specialize in heroes. Do you work for anybody? Oh. How do you decide who to hunt? And do you hunt anything other than heroes? I know mm. that children and whatnot speak fear of the boogeyman. Uh mm. Do they not have reason to fear you? Oh, that old hack, the boogeyman. <laughs> I mean, a sort of a cousin by a cousin by a cousin, if you know. I, I, I don't subscribe to the harming of children or innocents. Uh, not because of any moral stance, of course, but just because it's so boring. <laughs> How many times can you hear someone beg for their life before it just becomes old hat? Me, personally, I like a little fight. I like a little challenge. I like a good hunt. Um, so, yes, no, children have nothing to fear from me, as do, I suppose, neophytes. If you are a fledgling adventurer, do not worry, I will not come for you. Not until you're big and strong and your antlers are wide and appropriate for my mighty walls. Is there any adventurer that you found most interesting, I guess. Have I successfully sidestepped your query as to whether or not I take contracts? 
<laughs> or were you just being polite and letting me move along? I will not accept money. No one could buy me with gold. However, if you happen to know of a particularly delicious or powerful legendary or deep hero that I could hunt... I am open to suggestions, so sometimes I have associates in the know, people with a reason to know who on the list should come next. And I do take suggestions. I take suggestions from you too, Mr. Interview. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, that's not my purpose here, but if I come across anybody who uh, I think needs a challenge posed i will be sure to let you know good good just be sure to make sure to remember i play for keeps yes yes uh you play you play for keeps that it implies a double-sided does that imply that you've never lost oh no i could never boast a perfect record I've lost plenty of times and died a s small handful of deaths, but I'm a slippery one. <laughs> well, you've, you say you've died, but yet here you are. Could you explain to me that process? <laughs> Absolutely not. I will not. I shan't give away my secrets at how to cheat death. Uh, I have a bit of self-preservation I need to ascribe to. But yes, I'm a slippery, slippery little eel. And death has not managed to close its claws around me permanently yet. Okay. The lands I come from are uh, a bit looser here and there, and time is long, and we cycle back around deep in the world below. Okay. So it sounds like your early life was a lot of maybe getting to know who you are, and then getting to perfect your craft, and then really embracing who you are in that craft. So currently... What's your mission? What's your goal? What you doing? Oh, it's been a bad season. It's been a light season. You see, a few months back, the sky opened up and a strange song could be heard coming from all around and inside. And I'm not exactly sure what happened. I was napping at the time, but the sun split and began to bleed. Something huge, immeasurable, and evil had taken a bite out of the sun. And so I roused myself from my nap time and went out to see what had happened. And on the way, I decided I would pick up a few snacks, find a few adventuring groups to take a bite of. And yet, it was barren. There was slim-picking snow, a hero's no, warriors, fighters, wizards, m mages, no one to play with, no one to track down. Where had they gone? I, I, I was at a loss. And so I went out into the wood, looking for an old friend of mine to see if I could ask her, where did they all go? 
but unfortunately she'd passed, and, well, at any rate, I don't need to get into the whole thing, but I'm having a bit of a crisis at the moment. All my best hunting grounds are empty. All the heroes in my worlds seem to have vanished. I'm not sure what to do next. It sounds like you really enjoy the thrill of the hunt, the excitement of it. Oh, yes. Have you thought about not hunting heroes and instead turning to villains? Oh, the problem with villains is that they're so complicated. They're so sticky. I've killed a few villains over the years, took my hand at taking a bite out of a mastermind or an evil overlord. It's just not the same. There's something so anticlimactic about it. And like I said, so complicated. You bite the head off of one evil emperor, and before you know it, the whole place has gone to shambles. <laughs> I don't know. I don't recommend it. What about working with... Is there a group that is currently working to figure out where the heroes have gone or revive the heroes or are there new heroes being made well maybe i should apologize i think you're right there might indeed be such a group and i mistook them for simple travelers and i may have bitten one of their heads off i i i didn't really mean to it just sort of happened <laughs> at any rate heat of the moment and all Yes, yes. Well, they they were so soft, and they were, they were just so easy to overcome. I, I got carried away. But I think you're right. I think that they might be seeking the solution to our missing hero problem. And so I, I, I shall. I shall keep an eye on them. I'm also doing something I have never done before. I'm... what's the word? Oh, yes conservation work <laughs> i'm doing a little bit of uh, protecting inspiring and uh, planning for tomorrow planting the seeds of heroism here and there i've saved a couple of groups from hobgoblins or early total party kills um but uh, i don't really want that to get around so maybe cut this part i, I don't think i want anyone to know i've been protecting heroes I think uh, you'll find that the world that I live in is, I, I believe you use the term, quite veiled. So uh, ah. the chances of this getting out are, uh, to your world anyway, are very slim to nearly impossible. Oh, good, good, good. Yes. Well, I mean, that's, I suppose that's one of the reasons I agreed to this interview in the first place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> did you agree or did you just show up here? We're, we're still not exactly sure how the whole thing works. Oh, well, I mean, I just found the door open. I let myself in. <laughs> I like your house, by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, nobody here is particularly legendary, so we feel pretty safe. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, there's some definite potential. But as I said, I'm in more of a conservation stage right now, trying to inspire people to the future so I have something nice to eat. Yeah, so you are, in, in fact, doing the... 
hero's work. I'm sorry, but it, oh. it is what it is. Well, I'm doing the work of heroes. I'm doing the work of making more. I want to challenge myself in the future, so I need to make sure there are people to challenge me. Yes, yes, for sure. You're 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 becoming a good guy to be a better bad guy. I really don't enjoy this line of questioning. <laughs> All right, uh, I've, I've, I, I'm happy enough to move on. You're pushing it. <laughs> you know you're pushing it. <laughs> I, I can see it in where your eyes should be. Let's move forward then, okay? So we have heroes growing up now. We have maybe, who knows what the greater... Uh, story is here whether heroes are allowed to come back or what even took a bite out of the sun uh whatever that means uh i wonder what the sun tastes like uh, i mean you know there's somebody out there who knows maybe you should find uh find them and give them an mm, ask yes perhaps perhaps looking forward to the far future this is something that i'm not sure if it is the right question for you but i'm gonna ask it and we'll see mm -hmm. what does the future look like for you what is settling down or what is your happy ending i'm very old in case you hadn't noticed the cobwebs <laughs> i don't think i'll ever stop that's not how our world works. Our world is a ring of time, cycles, lapping waves of the ocean. Old stories always come back. Old tales always refresh. We are loops and loops. So maybe one day I'll die, maybe one day they'll kill me permanently, but there's always going to be some sort of sneaking suspicion around the corner that maybe you and your party of adventurers are just not the biggest sharks in the sea. <laughs> so I'll be back one way or another. You'll never be rid of the gentleman hunter. Ooh. Ooh, catchy. So, it almost sounds like you are living your happy ending. Assuming that you can get the heroes back. <laughs> oh, happily ever after am I. <laughs> and, and ever after and after and, and after, after and after. Oh, I, I like, I quite like that. Well, I think that wraps up any, any of the questions that I personally uh, have for you. But there are some viewers who, as I said, we live in a veiled world, mm. but your stories reach us. Oh, yes. Those go through just fine. I have questions from people, and we'll, we'll keep the... We'll keep it vague and relatively anonymous, just for fear of maybe somehow... 
these people could become heroes or something. <laughs> yes, yes, we don't want... My reputation precedes me, I understand. Yes, yes. Also, just to make it perfectly clear, I've never learned the name of more than a handful of heroic types. I hunt by smell. So once I've caught your scent on the back of my giant throat, I will fi- I can find you wherever you go. But honestly, I can't remember the name of half of the people whose heads are on my wall. <laughs> okay. That's not horrifying. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kate from Twitter asks a series of questions. Let's start with, what is your greatest accomplishment? Oh, my legend. The fact that the name... The Gentleman Hunter, the Boogeyman, the Night Prowler, the Stalker, uh, the Skin Taker, that those names can be whispered in basically any bar, inn, or pub and send a chill through the spine of even the heartiest of warriors. I suppose that would be it. My name. Very good. How do you get ready for the day? (laughs) Well, it's easy when you don't sleep. (laughs) Day, night, what are these things? A gray, vague haze in between fights and hunts. So you are just ready for the day at any given moment. (laughs) What's the day? You see, I don't have any (laughs) eyes. So, oh, you mean the warm time. Yes, I'm a bit bit more slow and sluggish during the warm time. But during the cool time, I'm ready to roll. (laughs) Usually, though, if it gets too hot or there's nothing fun around, I'll find myself a little burl in an old tree and just curl up for a while and wait. So what's your tried and true method for unwinding after a tough, warm time or or cold time of murdering heroes? Well, oh, murdering. What an ugly word. (laughs) Do you say that a hunter murders a deer in the woodland lands? No, no. He hunts them down and makes them his prey. Murder. So... Murder's personal. This is not personal. So my apologies. Uh, How do you unwind after uh, a time of hunting? Ah, after a good hunt, I usually retire to my lodge on a hill, on a cliff at the edge of a wood over a river, hanging, dangling at an angle that would make you feel sick. It's made of bones and old wood and skin that I've taken from big things. Mounts of heroes, mostly. Horses and elephants and dragons. And... I go inside and I observe my lovely trophies, my beautiful trophies, skulls, faces, hands, the armaments of legends, under glass, in formaldehyde. (laughs) My trophies are my pride and joy, but no one can see them. Not you. No one can see them. Stop. Stop looking at them. No, no, no. no. Uh, Eyes are ready. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Yes. Ah, right. Sometimes I forget that no one can see my memories. Just me. Just for me. You see, I can see your memories. 
No, so, so sometimes I forget that other people can't do that. Well, that's interesting. Is that just uh, some magic that you have? It's an art, a craft, That's something I've honed over the years. I take a good look, a good sniff. When I say look, I of course mean something deeper, a, a, a plunge into your past. It's how I learn who's worth a hunt or not. Okay, the last question from Kate. What's a quirky thing people don't know about you and are too selfish to ask? Oh, well, I mean, I understand. I'm a scary guy. <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. Um, let's see. Uh, something quirky about me that people don't know. Oh, I'm a real animal lover. <laughs> I've got lots of pets. Oh, really? Yes, I've got a hound made of arms, and I've got a bird made of heads, and I've got an old cat made out of teeth. <laughs> uh, and did you say made? Uh, did you make them? Uh, let's see. Tough to remember. I must have. Who else would have made old toothy naps? I... I... I agree. Who else would have made something like that? Don't be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Deranged Doll Lady from Twitter asks... Oh, Dee Dee! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you know. Oh, I like her work. Right on. You have no eyes. How do you see? Ah, well, you see, ah, uh, with no eyes. Well, let me let you in on a little bit of a secret. I do have eyes. They're on the inside of you. <laughs> oh, the uh, seeing thoughts. Oh, well, yes, of course. I didn't mean literally. Who said I did? <laughs> oh, my. S somewhere inside you, there's an eye looking around. My eye. What does it see? It sees... Well, right now, just blood and bone, meat and sinew. But somewhere, if I looked hard enough, I'd see everything. Ooh, that's fascinating. Uh, let's not dwell on that for too long. Uh, <laughs> okay. Describe your perfect day. My perfect day. Well, let's see. I wake up at the crack of warm time, and then I hop out of bed. I give old Toothy Naps a pet, and I whistle for my hound. I take a look at my beautiful trophies, and then I hop outside. I split through time and step through space and find a nice and cool new place to go on a hunt perhaps a city perhaps a town perhaps a woodland uh, uh, at any rate i do like the woods i do like the shaded places i don't enjoy the sun too much uh, it bakes my poor leathery skin you know these coats made of flesh and skin that i wear they're not just for show uh, i sunburn rather easily so um, i usually try to find somewhere uh, cool and dry and then i hunt i walk around i go i tend to haunt taverns and bars and barred colleges places where heroes hang out Yes, I take a listen. 
uh, I've got very good hearing. Or sometimes I'll find someone on the side of the road who isn't, you know, really using their skin too much, and I'll take it and, and put on a face to go hide inside and take a listen to who who's really got the ears and who's really got the hearts of the people. And, and once I have a few names and a few scents, then... Well, then I'm on the hunt, and a perfect day would be the perfect hunt. Just enough challenge that I pull through by the skin of my teeth, and have a new beautiful trophy to take home. Do you think your mother would be proud of who you've become, or do you have a mother or a family? Well, my mother is... An old poisoned tree, deep in the deepest heart of the Grimwood. I haven't been back in a long time. You see, Mother's very jealous. She doesn't like me to go out. So, I don't, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay, fair enough. There were, was a lot of interest in your eating habits and oh. tastes. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Dee Dee's last question, Dee Dee as you call her. Of all that you've hunted, who was the most fun? Who tasted the best and who tasted the worst? Let's see. Who was the most fun? Well, I do have to say, the most fun was probably... Ah, Heracles. Heracles the Great. A beast of a man. Tall and broad with muscles like iron. With fists that could strike blows straight to the depths of the earth themselves. <laughs> He's the strongest man. I had no chance against him. Not in strength of arms it was all i could do to use cunning and poison and craft and emotional trauma <laughs> i i really had to go on a campaign against this thing i mean ooh, that was a doozy also just so many lives every time you killed him he snapped back to life as if as if nothing had happened. I don't know where he had stored up all those extra lives, but they really made it very challenging. <laughs> and it was fun, not just because I won more than I lost, so... Well, uh, let's see, who was the most delicious? Hmm, what even makes someone delicious? You know, I think the tastiest thing in the whole world is irony. <laughs> I would have to say what makes someone truly mwah, chef's kiss delicious is when they think they're untouchable. I followed a group of heroes for a long time that had success after success after success the High Blades, I think they called themselves. Truly masters of the craft, they took apart every challenge with such methodical precision, such aplomb. And yet, it was that very fact that they had thought themselves to be unbeatable. 
that made their flesh so sweet, so savory, my, my. The, it's really the look on someone's face when they realize, I'm going to lose. I'm going to die. I'm a hero. We're supposed to win. <laughs> That's the moment. That's the perfect flavor, the perfect seasoning. <laughs> I'm getting all drooly just thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know what makes someone taste bad. I don't bother with the little fish anymore. So I guess just sort of pitiful disappointment. Just, oh, I only just got started. Ugh, that's a yucky taste. It tastes like 10,000 old lemon rinds. So can you think of a hero who did taste bad? All right, all right. Every once in a while I get bored and I just take a bite out of someone that's just getting started. Or or maybe I didn't, didn't even happen to be a hero. Not a fine specimen, just a, an old woman on the side of the road or a, a courier on his bicycle going by. Every once in a while I just get a little bit antsy and I bite their heads off or something. And, and the other day I bit the head off of this... Well, I thought it was just a young man. Ugh. It turns out it was something else. There was something weird hiding inside of itself. Uh, something in its makeup, in its essence, that I hadn't expected. And, oh, it went down like red knives. Just, ah. It hurt and burned in a way I hadn't experienced in hundreds of years. I had to spit out the head later. It was all spiky and jagged, much different than it had gone in, like an old, um, what do they call those? Bezoar. You know, when you eat a lot of hair, oh, and sure, it yeah. calcifies in your stomach, and then you regurgitate it as like a spiky lump. It was like that, but the, the boy's head had only been in my stomach for like a few hours, and well, anyway, now I'm getting too specific. Um, I think its name was Martin or something. At any rate, it doesn't matter. He tasted like shit. Okay. Along these same lines, I think you, you've already answered them, but uh, give credit where credit's due. We Below 85 wants to know, what makes someone taste good or bad? And the answer sounds like motive. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think that it's sort of a psychic state. Like my cousin, Mr. Um... Well, maybe I shouldn't name drop, but I have a cousin, and he specializes in, well, now he's a bit of a gross fellow, so he specializes in eating children because he thinks that they're the tastiest. But the real reason that he finds them the tastiest is that he says that fear is the perfect seasoning. I disagree. I think that hubris is the perfect seasoning. But he says fear, and children feel fear more potently than adults, so, well, to each their own taste. But I myself find hubris, self-aggrandizement to be the most perfect seasoning to human meat. And I suppose, um, pity or confusion. Blech. I don't much care for those flavors at all. The last uh, question about taste comes from the Knights of Bantam. Ah, yes, I hope to, I honestly hope to visit them someday soon. <laughs> uh, well, I wish them the best in that uh, endeavor. <laughs> Good luck. See you soon. <laughs> 
Uh, they would like to know what do heroes, in fact, taste like versus what do demons taste like? Oh, <laughs> oh they heard about that bite I took out of the Cambion, didn't they? Ah, <laughs> oh, well, uh, let's see. Every species has its own unique motif. The thing is that it's very difficult. It's not like, oh, alligator or something where you can say, oh, it tastes like chicken. Um, it's, it's very different. Also, I'm not human, so my tastes run more in the psychic realm. So, <sighs> when I eat meat, I'm not tasting it across my taste buds and savoring it as you would a flavor. I'm absorbing. Uh, I'm <sighs> liquefying it on a spiritual essence, on a, hmm. a mystical level. Hard to describe, but taste for me isn't the same as it would be for you. Also, demons taste like shit. <laughs> <laughs> This is all all around terrible. Just bad. Just like like ash and cigarette butts. All right. The Knights of Phantom have a couple of extra questions. What was it like to be trapped in a tree? And how would people go about trapping you in a tree again? Hypothetically, of course, not at all for future uh, use. <laughs> Well, 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 let's just see. Uh, uh, I was never trapped in a tree. My mother was greedy and jealous, but when I insisted, she had to let me go. And uh, how would people go about trapping me in a tree again? Well, I suppose a family reunion with old Mother Burl could go badly for me if Mother got too clingy. <laughs> but I'll never tell you where she is, so I don't suppose I have much to worry about. All right, that's fair. Listen, all of our parents have their jealous moments, and my mother is stickier than most. <laughs> <laughs> JP Huber One would like to know who is the hero you did battle with who humiliated or bested you? Next question. <laughs> Next question. All right. You're all usually right. so open about such things of the hunt. All right. Once upon a time, <laughs> I. I picked a group of heroes for personal reasons. I picked a group of heroes not because they were the best or the brightest or the, the most appropriate for my skills, but because the young woman who brought them together was just so good. Just so friendly, so kind, so genuine. Ugh, it made me feel just sick. When I caught their scent, her care and kindness for her companions made me want to puke blood. So I tracked them down. I engaged with them a few times, tested them a bit, but when I finally laid into them, I expected to have my way with them and... I found myself very surprised suddenly 
sometimes people have things inside of them that we can't see, not even with our magic eyes inside your guts. And I was surprised by something, and I spent a lot of time trapped deep beneath the earth for my troubles. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and sing Sarah Lynn Applejack's praises just because she's dead. So... Yeah, great. I expected to be able to rip her and her friends to shreds, and maybe, maybe I wound up spending several years bound up in butterflies, and and maybe I, maybe I do have Stockholm Syndrome, but that's really none of your business, and, and not an appropriate question to ask me. Okay. Next question. Thank you. F- from Sammy J. They would like to know, is there a hero you regret killing? I don't write the questions, man. Uh, Yes. I've gotten jumpy and plucked fine fruit from the vine before it was ripe. Before. And I do regret that. You savor a flavor, and you realize if it had just aged a bit more, if it had just honed its craft a bit more, if it had just gotten a little bit more, I would have been something truly remarkable. So yes, remember, hunters, all you little hunters out there, patience. Patience is the name of the game. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. I grow some plants it's a little different than hunting but it is definitely uh a little regretful when you pluck a blueberry and eat it and realize it could have just spent one extra day or an extra week on the bush but on the converse isn't it also so sad when you take that bite and oh it's overripe it's a little rotten you got to it a bit too late I've killed a many a hero past their prime. Similar regret. Yeah, I find myself oddly relating to you in that regard. Isn't that fun? (laughs) Oh, it is indeed. Well, uh, Gentleman Hunter, thank you so much for being on my show. Is there any last message you'd like to send out to the fans? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, here are my parting words and thoughts. I have some ancient wisdom for you all. Sorry, that's in my native tongue. (laughs) All right. Happy hunting to the future, I guess. Great. See you soon. Thank you for listening to my interview with the Gentleman Hunter. He's a character from the mind of Robbie Knudsen using the custom tabletop system Wim the Grim, as well as a villain NPC for the Could Have Been Heroes podcast. Robbie would like to invite you to come check out the show, art, and eventually the game system at couldhavebeenheroes.squarespace.com, as well as his partner's custom dice crafting on Instagram at Nearly's Dice. If you're looking to up your dice game, these just might be for you. Go check out the Nearly's Dice Instagram page for more information and to see the truly beautiful dice that they've made. 
If you'd like to hear more from The Gentleman Hunter or any other NPC rattling around in Robbie's brain, make sure to subscribe and listen to Could Have Been Heroes on your favorite podcatcher. This group really does a good job of emphasizing the darker sides of fairy tales, and I'm super into it. If you're on the fence about it, go listen to episode 28, which heavily features none other than the Gentleman Hunter himself. And if that doesn't convince you, I don't know what will. You can also follow the CBH Pod handle on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, or anywhere else their link tree can send you. As always, make sure to check out the podcast description for all of the mentioned content links. Thank you to Josiah Piles for the cover art and to Kylan Small for the intro and outro music of the podcast. Please check out the links in the podcast description for more of their content. I'd also like to thank my editor, Lizzie Culver, for the hard work she puts into this podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you'd like to connect with me or other like-minded adventurers, join the Fantasy Talk Show Discord. You can join by clicking the link in the podcast description. Also, check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash fantasytalkshow or my Twitter page at twitter.com slash fantasypodshow. Talk to you soon.